Hello, Doug, we're Hollywood Boulevarding. <laughs> On the boulevard. Oh, Hello. There we go. Hello to all of our HB listeners. How are you? Um, hey, Doug. Yeah, Karen. Oh. <laughs> Um, I've been watching this thing on HBO. So I need you to backpedal. Did you, you haven't had HBO all along, right? Mm-hmm. I have not. So how long have you been watching it right now? Um, since Game of Thrones started their final season. I, I got it. And I was only really watching Game of Thrones. I wasn't watching anything else because I don't have all that much time. So now that the GOT is done... Have you been, like, trying to squeeze in a bunch of other shows, or have you just been watching, like, a couple things or one thing? Um, I've been sort of, I've been, I've been, okay, so I've been, I've been on top of two shows, um, Succession mm-hmm. and uh, Big Little Lies. Those are the two. Oh, okay, so we got to save Big Little Lies, because I haven't um, watched the second season yet, but, well, I haven't watched Succession yet either. Um, but I do want you to tell me all about that. Okay. Well, I mean, I can't tell you what to do. If you want to talk about big little lies, go for it. I just can't contribute. No, no, no. We, I can, I can totally wait for you. I will just say this. I am in love with that show. It is so good. Did you watch the first season before or now? No, this was my first time. Oh, okay. So, so it's you- kind of been like Christmas because I was able to like watch the first season and then go straight into the second go right, season. Go right into it, yeah. Yeah, and like from what I understand, what I've been reading, it's only going to be two seasons. So like this is the end. This is really the end. That um, makes sense. You know, which makes sense. I mean, you know, apparently, like, you know, one of the HBO executives was saying, like, you know, okay, let's try and find a time when Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Meryl Streep, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so many big, wonderful actors in that show, like, working actors that are constantly working that, like, I guess it's hard to get them all into a room. Laura Dern, you know, like, get them all to, like, you know, find time in their schedules to do this. That makes that makes sense. Um, yeah, I was a big fan, and they kind of had to win me over with season one. Um, not that I, not that I had any real snobbery with the material itself or the fact that David Kelly was in charge, um, but I was not a huge Reese or Nicole fan, and I thought they were terrific, as was everyone else. But I went in sort of expecting that of everyone else. Oh, it's so okay. funny! You were a Reese fan. No, I was always sort of anti-Reese, probably because of Walk the Line, actually. See, I want, like, like you know what, I, I know I said this to you before, but, like, I want Reese Witherspoon to be my best friend. I think everyone does. Like, I really, I'm like, I'm like, I wish you were my best friend. I want you to be my best friend. Um, and I think she's fabulous in this. I think she, I think it's a great role for her. I think she's great in it. It just, is. So, yeah. And, and I can go pretty lukewarm on Nicole Kidman. Um, and I, show? Yeah, I can I can be pretty lukewarm on her, and I thought she was oh, really great oh, in this. Oh, 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 gotcha. Just in general. But, like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed her in this. And um, Charlene, Sh- Charlene, Char- Shailene. Shailene Wood- Woodley? Woodley. Woodley. Shailene Woodley. I hated her in the, the Di- Divergent movies. Like, I hated her. Hated her. And I was like, uh, and I was almost didn't watch this because she was in it. Um, and it's like, there's a totally different actor there. Yeah. I, 
I agree. I still don't know if I love, love, love her, but I think she's used very well in this show. I mean, I don't think anyone is bad or false in this series. And Laura Dern, like, why does she work so infrequently? Why does she work so frequently or infrequently? I feel like she's been working a ton lately. Yeah, I know, but it seems like there's always, like, you always have to, like, she doesn't work as much as a lot of other actors do. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's never... You know, like, she's not the one that has, like, 16 movies coming out. No. But I feel like I feel like she works plenty nonetheless. I don't know. I just feel like there are big gaps between when I see her and things. Hmm. I feel like even around this miniseries, she had, uh, like, a really healthy amount of work. But now I'm trying to remember what it was. And it might have just been The Last Jedi. No, I feel like there was more. But I can't remember what else. I don't know. On her IMDb, and I see, like, she did, like, a bunch of, like, she would, like, one-off on, like, one-off on TV, you know, like, a one-off here on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. You know what I'm going to do? Because I've been in love with her for over 30 years. I'm going to rank my top 10 Laura Dern performances on our site. Oh. So, guys, keep your eyes peeled for that. Oh, I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm gonna try and do this later tonight after we're done recording which means i probably won't but within the week i'll put it up on our Uh. (laughs) which we'll tell you about at the end but okay so you mentioned laura dern and that made me think did you see the fault in our stars movie i did not i think laura dern is shailene woodley's mom in that movie oh really i'm pretty sure yeah i was not aware of that now you know can i just say though i know you're gonna put your your favorites your top tens up but like wild at heart is probably my number one. Oh, uh, that's so great it's probably not going to be my top so guys you got to go to the website you got to go to our, our uh facebook page to find out um but that movie's fantastic and it is she, like one it's definitely like my top five movies yeah like like it's like it had such a huge impact on me when i was quite young 1990s when it came out so like that that movie is just like that movie is everything BTW, I don't think we mentioned this on the podcast, and if we did, who cares? Um, they announced the Lifetime Achievement Oscars this year, and David Lynch is getting one. Oh, good for him. Exactly. That's great. Does he not have an Oscar? He's been nominated a couple times. But he doesn't but, actually have one. Yeah, he was nominated for Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive, and I think those are the only two. Okay. Oh, God, and Citizen Ruth, that was such a great movie. That, uh, I can already tell you, is going to be in my top five of the, of, the, of the Laura Dern top tens. That's a top five. Awesome. Well, something to look forward to. Yeah, she's such a such a searing talent. So great. And so glad that she finally won um, an Emmy for the first season of Big Little Lies. So I'm really excited to see... Um, what more they do with her character when I finally sit down with the second season. Now, her dad is Bruce Stern. Yeah. And her mom is... Diane Ladd. Diane Ladd, who was her mom in Wild at Heart. In Wild at Heart, and got nominated for an Oscar. Oh, she deserved an Oscar for that. And then... That performance was amazing. So, and then, well, be my nerdy anecdote self... And the year after Diane Ladd was nominated for Wild at Heart, both Laura Dern and Diane Ladd worked together again in the movie Rambling Rose. I did not. I have not seen Rambling Rose. That's a great, great movie. And they were both nominated for that. The only time a mother-daughter pair has been nominated together in the same year. Wow. They are not mother and daughter in that film, however, but uh, they're both very good. 
Wow. That that film will also probably should show up in the top 10. Oh, excellent. Oh, okay. So, oh yeah. So, so we, wow. We went on a tangent. So, okay. So I've watched a lot of HBO shows, but I haven't seen big little lies too. And I haven't seen any of succession, which by the time most of our listeners hear this podcast, the Emmy nominations will have been announced. And I think succession could sneak in with a couple of them. I feel like Succession is kind of a sleeper hit. I feel like it's the series that people are kind of talking about, but it hasn't quite caught fire yet. Yes. And I I think part of that is because Big Little Lies came out, I think, at about the same time that Succession did, right? The first first series? I think the first series preceded it by maybe a year, actually. Oh, okay. and, and, And then Game of Thrones sort of captures a lot of attention, you know? So I kind of feel like it's, it's, it hasn't gotten the chatter that it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I feel like succession is the show that people are quietly listening to, but not talking about the way everyone was talking about a game of Thrones or a big little lies, or maybe even a true detective. And I think that's because nothing really big happens in that there's no big murder right there's no big explosion there's no big you know it is it almost feels quiet it feels quiet um you know it's basically about a media mogul who we assume we think we it's been said is loosely based on rupert murdoch so it's this media mogul who owns a lot of news channels that are very ultra conservative and um, and stirring up the shit um, in 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 America American politics and society, um, and it's basically about his family. And so you're looking at um, extremely wealthy New Yorkers, the, that sort of like extreme wealth in New York where you can have a private jet and fly off to wherever you want at the drop of a hat. Um, where you can have your, you know, your birthday dinner someplace upstate, um, you, or, or you can have your birthday dinner at your home on Madison Avenue and then jet off to like someplace <laughs> upstate to have like this weird football game, you know, with your family. Um, so, so Brian Cox plays, um, the, the amazing Brian Cox plays Logan Roy, who is the patriarch of this family, the mogul. Um, and, he has uh, sons. He's got what? Uh, one, two, three sons and one daughter. Oh, he has three sons. Okay. Yeah, he has three uh, sons and one daughter. Culkin is one. Kieran Culkin is one. Who? Jeremy Strong is phenomenal. By the way, who Kieran Culkin is? Oh my god! That's uh, he got a Golden Globe nomination. He's tremendous. Like I don't think I've ever really paid that much attention to him as an actor, and he is really wonderful in this. He is really, really terrific. So yes, so it's uh, Kieran Cul- Culkin plays Roman Roy. Um, we've got um, da, 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 Jeremy Strong who plays Kendall Roy, and and Jeremy Strong Kendall Roy is kind of he is kind of. The boy genius, he's the one that is going to step into the CEO role once his father steps down, or so everybody thinks, but things are not that, you know, things are never that cut and dry, I suppose. Right. Um, and then and then the surprise was Alan Ruck, 
playing Conroy, who is kind of the the oldest son. He, it, it it appears Wait, that Logan all brothers. Yes, they're all brothers. But Isn't they're, Alan Ruck like twice Kieran Culkin's age? Yeah, well, what they've done is they've established that it looks like Logan Roy's been married three times. Oh, so I Alan see. Ruck has a different mom. Gotcha. And then Kieran Culkin and um, Jeremy Strong, and then also uh, Sarah <laughs> Snook, who plays Shiv, Shiv Roy, who is the sister, they all have a mo- their own mom. Gotcha. Um, and now he's, and now, but Logan is remarried again to Marsha, who is this really interesting woman because you almost wonder if she's the puppet master behind him. Hmm. It's a very interesting dynamic. So, so you've got this totally messed up family, you know, like Kieran Culkin, who's playing Roman as the youngest kid and he's kind of the fuck up. You know, um, and then, but Alan Ruck, who's playing the oldest son, is kind of a fuck up too, in that he just kind of like lives out in the desert in Arizona and just blows through his money. Mm. Um, because he's sort of like, he, he has no idea what he wants to do. And so, like, he has a girlfriend who's a playwright, but he met her because she's a, pro- like, she's a prostitute. And he's decided that he, that, you know, he's going to be, he meets her as a prostitute because I guess he was looking for a call girl one night and he's like decided that like, you know, he, that she's his girlfriend now and he's made that decision and she just is kind of like awkwardly hanging around, even though she doesn't really want to be there, but he's got money, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like this weird, he's right. a strange one. And Alan Ruck is really wonderful playing that sort I of like oddball that. character. Um, but the cast is mind-blowingly good, and and to sort of see the machinations of like how right. the family and even the work family, the work colleagues, are kind of like stabbing each other in the back, and sort of like as they're trying to like jockey for power, because at the beginning of the first season, Logan Roy, the patriarch suffers a major stroke. And there's a question about whether or not he is going to come out of it. So how much of it is like Shakespearean in scope? The whole thing. I mean, I hate to make this analogy, but you know, when empire premiered, they were like, this is based on King Lear because it's this, you know, like uh, empresario with three sons and who's going to inherit the kingdom. Is it kind of like this? Like they live large and their fuck ups are large and all of that. I mean, yes, it is. Um, I don't know that I would say it's King Lear esque. Um, because I don't think that Brian Cox is sort of playing the mad King. Right. Um, I think that he is, you know, spoiler alert. He 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 gets through the the stroke. Okay, yeah. um, you know, I I actually think he's quite cunning, and I think that he's, I think that he's conflicted that he has to do certain things to sort of keep his family in line. And they're you know like the sort of end of season one moment at the end of season one. Like I was just like screaming because it was so like. You know, it, it looked like Kendall was going to sort of pull this thing off. And, like, by that point, you're rooting for him to do it because he's been so abused in the whole situation. And you're just rooting for him. And then this thing happens, and I'm not going to give it up. I'm not going to say what it is because you haven't seen it yet. 
this thing happens that sort of completely turns the tables and you, and, and Brian has this moment with his son and it was just like, it was seriously like mind blowing and crushing and you, and I, and it was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to wait three more weeks for season two to start because I need to see this right now. I need to know what's going to happen. Our, is anyone, uh, and is any character actually likable? Yes, they all are. Okay. Then they all have, they all right. have things about them that make them sympathetic. I think the one that I, I the character that I like the least, um, is, um, uh, Shiv's, uh, fiance, um, which is funny. I really love that actor, Ma- Matthew McFadden. Um, and he was in, bear with me for a second, a really great um, TV series called Ripper Street, um, playing oh, this yeah. detective inspector. And I, I, he was wonderful in that. He was really, really phenomenal. Um, and so I was kind of surprised to see him in this. And it took me like a good like couple of episodes to figure out who the hell he was because it's such a different character and he even like looks different. Um, you know, so he's the only one where I'm not entirely sure if I like him enough. Um, but, but he's kind of pathetic and you kind of go, all right. Yeah. You know, I, you start to sort of feel bad for them. And, oh, and then there's a black sheep cousin, um, Greg, who is played by Nicholas Braun and he's another really great foil for the family. And I'm kind of curious to see where they take this character. Cause it's like, you can almost see like, even though he's so like the black sheep and kind of dumb. And like, when you meet him, he is like the biggest pothead loser. You, as he's sort of like becoming more ingrained into this family, you can kind of see where he might be the one to come out on top. And what is it? Ten hour-long episodes? Yeah, ten hour-long episodes. I remember when the finale aired last season that there was a big, like, oh, my God, kind of stir about it. So Yeah, it's it's a really, really, really good, um, it's a really good series, um, particularly, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's high-powered New York, it's politics, it yeah. moves to D.C., you know, and I think it has a lot of really smart things to say about where we are right now as a culture. You know, not only with the family dynamics, but that sort of larger, you know, the the larger story of, um, you know, what these sort of hate networks are doing and why they're doing it. And they really don't care because, you know, they don't care that they're stoking the fire of hate. They only care that it's bringing them millions of dollars. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And I should say that Jay Smith Cameron is in this and she is just phenomenal. She's so good. She's so good. And who's the, do you know who created it or the showrunner of uh, Succession is? Um, yeah, hang on a second. I've never. Is it, is it a well-known Jesse, name? Jesse actually? Armstrong. I actually don't know who this person is. Um, Peep Show Babylon are on his credits. Um, is he a Brit? He's a Brit. Okay. I, I know Peep Show. So, yeah. The Queen's Nose. Smack the Pony. Yeah, there's no. something to do with that. Um, fresh meat. Yeah, he's a Brit. So, um, he, and he created this, which, um, you know, I don't really know who this person is, but he's very good. It's, he's created a very good 
Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm adding this a little bit higher up on my list. Yeah, definitely move it up. It's, it's definitely worth watching. Well, there we go. Um, and if it ends up getting nominated in this week, then uh, that will move it up even higher. But it's a great cast. Yeah, so. I hope I hope Brian gets another Emmy nomination. I think that he is turning in a hell of a performance. And uh, just so our listeners are aware, um, you have worked with Brian Cox in the past and was even working with him when he got his earlier Emmy nomination. I was there when he got his Emmy. I was there when he got his Emmy. Yep. So, yeah, and and, um, and he absolutely does it. I think that this is one of the best performances he's ever given, actually. Wow. And I've seen a lot of his performances. Um, so, and I definitely think that this is, he's just, he's, he's just burning it up in this. He's really fantastic. Oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. So at some point you'll hear me talking about how I've seen this show. Yes, please, please. Come, let me know what you think when you see it. I will. I will. I will. Let us all know. I will. Um... Other shows that if you guys think I should be watching, particularly uh, on cable, let me know. For instance, I've not seen the new season of Divorce. I have not seen the new show Euphoria. So if these are things I should be watching, uh, tell me on our Facebook page as well. Um, and I guess that's it for you and HBO, yes? Um, for now, I tried for to now. watch Chernobyl. Um, tonight, but I was eating and it was, <laughs> and it was, and I was like, and I said to Anthony, I was like, I was like, are we sure we want to watch it? Cause I thought we were going to watch Secession, not realizing that we had watched the last episode. And I was like, damn, I was hoping it would keep going. Um, and he was like, well, what do you want to see? And I was like, I, I wanted to see Chernobyl. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't know if this is a good one to watch while we're having dinner, but let's give it a shot. And then it was like, we were about five minutes in and I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know if I'm enjoying this. And then all of a sudden it was like the, the, Oh my God, they're dying of radiation poisoning grossness. And I was, and he was like, yeah, we'll just save this for another time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's something else I have to watch as well at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably not while eating. No, I don't recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know. Um, so what you got going on? So I'm watching less and less TV cause I continue to go out to the theater, but here's the thing, you know how I keep seeing show after show and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. This wasn't great. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I feel like I've seen the first show of the new season that I can wholeheartedly get behind, which is it's called a strange loop. And it's a new musical that is running at Playwrights Horizons. Though it got such raves when it opened, I'm not even sure how easy it is to get a seat for the remainder of its run, which is through the rest of July. Um, but I would also not be surprised if the show moved somewhere eventually, either elsewhere off Broadway or even on Broadway uh, over time. But it is written about it was written by a man named michael r jackson who as far as i know is of no relation to any of the other crazy or late jacksons um and and it is a, basically um an autobiographical sort of like musical fantasia on on this guy's life and s sort of like stunted um, creativity, um, and also his self-loathing. Um, the character is called Usher in the show because he is an Usher at The Lion King. And there are six other performers in the show who play a variety of characters, uh, including family members of 
Usher, um, but but also play aspects of his psyche. Especially, we have one performer who, who kind of acts out um, Usher's self-loathing itself. Um, he is uh, a, a larger person. He is black and gay, and um, he basically narrates the the problems that um, he has encountered in his life being all of these things. Um, and I really do have to emphasize the way that um, Michael R. Jackson has this show illustrate his loneliness, his awkwardness, his tentativeness in, in making certain decisions, uh, his furtiveness in terms of making some of his decisions, and, and most of all, the, his self-loathing. And, um, you know, the music is, you know, I think very, very unique. Um, and, and the play is an odd but really well-paced and well-structured uh, kind of uh, thing. And the whole, the whole cast is great. The director, Stephen Brackett, does a bang-up job at, at every level. I mean, the sound, the lighting design everything is everything is spot on um and it's like one big hour and 50 minute long sort of confession it's a big window um into the the creative and sexual yearning of of this character who i think is really very authentically based on um the the creator um who is there i think I think he's there every night at the performance. I saw him um, as I was leaving the show. He was in the lobby. Um, so he just sort of shouted, great work, and, and kept going. Uh, but <laughs> I, when I said it. Uh, so I hope you can try and get to it, A Strange Loop. Um, and if you can't get to it in, in during this current run, keep your eyes and ears peeled because I feel like there's going to be a lot more life uh, uh, for it. I have a question. So where did this, where did this guy come from? I should know that, and I don't, but there's a, an article about him in the Times, so I'm going to look it up. I want to say that it's, like, in NYU or Yale, but... Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, it just seems like he just sort of, like, popped out of nowhere, you know what I mean? Like, you, like all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, where'd he come from? Um, yeah, I don't know, but I will say that Playwrights has done that, Playwrights, Playwrights Horizons has done that a bunch of times recently with with younger people, younger creative forces that I've not heard of. Mm. Um, and in this case, I think his achievement sort of towers over a lot of the other ones where I'm like, do you even understand how playwriting works? Um, because some of them don't necessarily demonstrate uh, that they do. Right. Um, and I don't think I mentioned the name of the actor who plays Usher, the lead role, Larry Owens. And that is a name that I think everyone should remember all season long. That I'm hoping mm-hmm. at awards time I'm part of people who do just that. Um, but, yeah, I, I have to look him up to know more about sort of the background. Of- yeah, because I, I, I was just sort of like looking a little bit while you were talking about trying to figure out where he came from. And it seems like he just kind of, you know... I, you know, he went to NYU and, and I mean, he's had, you know, he's done some stuff, certainly got a Jonathan Larson grant and stuff like that, but it's just kind of, you know, I think it's fun when you see that, you know, it's not, it's like some, you know, it's, it's not the usual suspects. Yeah. No, I love it when it's not the conquering hero that comes back, but, 
but a fresh voice who is good. Yeah. Problems have been a lot of these fresh voices aren't so fresh. They don't have that much to say. But I think A Strange Loop really has a lot to say, and I think it does it um, in a really irreverent way. Um, You know, it's maybe an imperfect um, work, but it's a really moving one and a very funny one throughout nonetheless. Um, Definitely worth checking out if you can. Cool. And and then I could talk about another sillier uh, thing that I saw. I went out to uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and saw an event called Oscar at the Crown, which is almost sort of like a theme park attraction. Um, it sort of melds lowbrow and lowerbrow, um, basically trying to tell the story of Oscar Wilde, um, but melding in like a club environment that also really loves like trash culture. Um, it's, you know, it's Oscar Wilde meets the housewives, but you've got plenty of, of references to things like Jerry Springer and the real world and, you know, the OC as well. It's a lowbrow is truly like it, it, the best way I, I, I can describe it. I wouldn't call it theater, but it is like a fun over the top night out. Okay. And immersive, I'm guessing, or no? Not really. No. You've got a bunch of uh, singer-dancer performers um, moving around um, and going back and forth between one stage setup and another, like, more mobile setup within the audience. So the audience has to move around to make room for them. But it's not really immersive. It's not really interactive. Okay. It kind of sounds like, oh, my God, what was it, De La Guarda? Uh, yes, I think it is similar to that, but I think De La Guardia has a, had a lot more um, overall going on with it. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, so, so yes, I will be seeing some more theater in the coming weeks. Um, but for the time being, we're going to take a break from the podcast for a week because I'm going on a vacation. So, if anyone much deserved <laughs> yes 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 indeed this continues to be a difficult summer but we are spending four days and nights in aruba so it's not the most difficult summer anyone has ever had um <laughs> if anyone has recommendations for things to do in aruba you can let us know on the facebook page we've been promoting back on the block pod um please let us know if you guys have seen success succession or big little lies too uh let us know what you're thinking and if you have aruba thoughts let us know that too and again i will also be posting my we love you laura dern top 10 list uh for you to look at this week too yay all right so um give us five stars on itunes Hit us up on uh, Back on the Block pod, pod on Facebook. And, and you know, as the, 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 like, some of the big things, the, the more exciting stuff from the summer is subsiding. If there's anything we should check out on TV, on streaming, movie-wise, book, music-wise, that's a great time to let us know that as well. Yes, give us a holler and let us know. Um, cool. So, Doug, um, have an awesome holiday. Thank you, ma'am. And we'll be back in about two weeks' time. That's right. We'll see you back on the boulevard. Bye.